It's Joyful Julie. Hey everyone, my name is Julie and I'm your host. In this space, on this podcast, we talk about real life, the journey of following Jesus, and literally everything in between. So get comfortable, let's go, and let's get real. Blessings, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here today on It's Joyful Julie. I'm excited. Today is just going to be a really quick chit-chat kind of day, and we're going to get right into this. How are y'all doing? Seriously, how are you doing today? How has your week been? I know mine has been um, full of restless nights, to be honest. I have just not been able to sleep well. The weather here in Indiana has kind of changed back and forth, and it's been rainy, and when it's rainy, my back hurts, and I have inflammation, and I'm falling apart. I'm 29. I'm falling apart. That's just that's just what I'm going to say. Anyway. Maybe this week has been a refresher for you. Maybe um, the workload is a little bit less. Maybe you're able to just kind of take your time and maybe binge watch a few movies. Anybody? <laughs> I tell you what, y'all, I have watched three separate shows that had multiple seasons this week. Not even joking. Not even joking. The three shows actually that I've binge watched so far um, this week was Sinner. Outer Banks, which is so adorable and cute, reminds me of my childhood, and something called Broadchurch. I think it only has two seasons. I have to check because I kind of went to bed a little bit late this morning, like 3 a.m., and I don't remember if it said it had a third season. Anyway, all kind of thrillers, um, action-y, besides the Outer Banks. That was so cute, y'all. That is such a good movie. Uh, or show. It's a show, Julie. Not a movie. It's a show. So I actually have both Netflix and Amazon Prime. And praise the Lord. Give him a hallelujah. Because I'm so happy I do. Because I, I'm not a big reader. Anyone else like that? I'm just not a, an avid reader. I have tons of books at our house. Um, mostly it's chess books, to be honest. Because my husband loves studying chess and getting better every day. But Anyway, I just look when I start a show or a movie, y'all, like the world stops. Does anyone feel me on this one? Because I, I'm the type that I am, I'm locked in. I'm all in. I'm committed to this character, to this situation, to this show, to this movie. That is just how I am. And I'm not really sure if I've met anyone else who's like that. Like, I get invested, y'all. So, anyway, everyone knows not to mess with me when I'm watching my shows. I know that it has been a little bit of a challenging week uh, within politics and our government and things like that. Trying to still uh, dealing with and navigating through this virus and what it looks like to open up states and places and all of that. So, Maybe you've been worried about that. Um, That's okay. Y'all, that's okay. We are in this together. Today, I want to touch on a topic, though, about confidence. Can I get real with y'all for a second? Confidence. Does that word scare you? You know what? It used to scare me because when people would tell me um, as I've gotten older that I'm a little too confident, it kind of, I'm kind of like, ooh, this is a, this is a lot. This word has a lot behind it, and uh, I just want to kind of talk about that a little bit today, and what it means for me to be confident as a, as an adult, um, and as a Christian. 
not necessarily as like a 15-year-old kid, because um, you can still be confident in many different ways and areas of your life. Totally, totally. But confidence as someone who's growing older and how you can be confident as an adult and have respect, but also confident in who you are as a Christian. Make sense? Let's go. Before we get into the thick of it, confidence needs to be defined, okay? Because some of us really don't understand what confidence is. So by definition, confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. It's firm trust. It's also described as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So as I read that definition, I think to myself, has there really ever been a time that I was taught what confidence truly is? Like on a deep level. Not as a vocabulary word or a spelling word or a, a phrase that most of our parents say, believe in yourself, you got this, have confidence, keep your chin up, keep going. Not that. But like, explain to me every season of my life, instilling in me, ingraining in me what confidence looks like as a Christian, being in Christ, but also navigating these seasons that um, you have to walk through. So I'm curious. Are you guys curious? I sure am. I really wanted to dive a little bit deeper into why we're not taught this more and how our lives could actually look different if we had gained and understood what confidence is at a young age. So I decided to call on a friend of mine. He is a former professor at Trinity Seminary, where he taught biblical counseling and psychology. And I was able to speak with him on the phone today. Unfortunately, I did not get him to record anything. So I took a bunch of notes and I just wanted to share a little bit of his heart, his knowledge with you. So I asked Professor Frank two questions. Question one, is there a reasoning behind us not being taught on a deep level what confidence is at a younger age or in our family units or during the adolescent time? Professor Frank told me that we have two types of families. Family A The open concept family, which is ran like a business, a bunch of transactions. You do something here, this is what we will get here. Kind of cold, I know. Family B is a close family, meaning We love you no matter what. We are here for you no matter what. And this is the type of family that is more or less going to have a Christ-centered way of training and leading their children and their families. 
Now, with those two families being defined, if you can think for a moment the type of family that you came from. I thought this was really interesting. I was telling um, Frank that my husband grew up in a very business-oriented family, so family A, and I grew up in family B. So that creates kind of a very different environment as uh, a young adult newly married um, and navigating through all of that. Question two, I asked Professor Frank, for those of us who didn't grow up with the concept of what confidence truly is, is this attainable and in what healthy ways can this be achieved? Professor Frank went on to say that it's interesting because this is an ongoing battle we have as human beings. And I loved that because he went on to say that not only do we have this as human beings, but we also have this in our walk with Jesus when we don't feel confident. Number one, it's healthy to recognize that you don't have the confidence you need for a situation or just life in general. It's, it's healthy and it's okay to admit it. We've all been there, I'm sure. <laughs> I know I have. Um, I am very confident in many things, but there have been moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. How am I going to do this? And just being healthy in your own subconscious of saying, I believe in myself. Then Professor Frank turned it over and said, let's look at it in a faith way. And I'm like, all right, all right, we got this. What you got? <laughs> Now, as a Christian living in this world, we obviously have some things going on that's hard to to face and to uh, kind of get over or maybe be disciplined in. And that's okay, because I think the further we walk with the Lord, the more rooted we become. Um, 2 Timothy 3.16, I believe, it talks about us being rooted in God's word. And so when we know God's word and we can kind of dig down deep into the soil of the word and create these strong roots, there's a difference. We see ourselves differently. We have confidence that this tree of our Christian life will not sway or or be knocked down because our roots are, are deep. They are planted. And he was talking, uh, Professor Frank was talking about the best way to learn to see ourselves as God sees us is that we have to believe what he says about us. And in the same term, really to experience his direct approval for ourselves. And that kind of blew me away is because you know, I kept saying, well, I, I feel like a, a number one phrase I hear Christians say is, well, maybe I just need more faith. I'm not confident, so maybe I just need more faith. And that's not really what we're lacking. It's not faith in God that we're lacking. We understand who God is and who and who Jesus is and what he has done for us. But it's really the confidence in ourselves and how we can kind of pull that from who Jesus says we are 
And and again, that just kind of blew me away is we need to believe what God believes about us. And why wouldn't we? I mean, he's the creator of the universe. He knitted us together in our mother's womb. He literally created us, molds us, and shapes us to be all that he desires us to be. He is the master. All we can do is ask Jesus each of these questions below. Believe that he is talking to you through your heart and mind. And so I wrote these down. We can ask Jesus this every single day. Jesus, what experiences have you given me throughout my life to prepare me for my calling? The next one is, Jesus, I am unconfident, but who do you say I am? Mm, That's a real question. That is a deep question. And the last one is, is, Jesus, how do you want to give me confidence today? Learn how to have personal back and forth conversations with Jesus every day and experience your deepest desires being filled by him. Professor Frank and I were talking about who we believe in the Bible would be somebody to bring up in the podcast um, that we can kind of relate to. And everyone knows the story of David and Goliath. I don't have to tell you the story, but David, if you look at it through confidence, David really was a self-confident warrior. Really. I mean, he had to be right to um, defeat Goliath. But if you think about it, David was, I mean, it's it's really a a great story. But what's awesome about it is it's like us. It's, It's like we're, we're not celebrities. We're not, um, We don't have everything handed to us. And I think David's just a great depiction of how God can use people to bring glory to him, but how he can really work through you in each season of your life. And what I mean by that is David was the youngest of eight sons. He was, he was a lowly shepherd. His father didn't value him. His brothers could care less about him, but he had a healthy sense of confidence he experienced defending his father's sheep against bears and lions and and craziness. And through the story of David and Goliath, you see that he had a faithful response to God's call on his life. And that response, God gave him the self-confidence to take on Goliath with a slingshot and five stones. This is a giant we're talking about. Now, of course, David did have failures. He had sin. He did, int- he did act with integrity and, and had this healthy confidence. But when he did fail, the best part is, is that he repented fully and sincerely. And God blessed David for that in, in mighty ways. If we break all of this down and we start to really look at how we can become more confident as a Christian, especially, there's a few things that we can really benefit from. 
And that when we have confidence in Christ, y'all, we have strength and courage to step into God's call on our life. We also have the ability to bounce back when people reject or disagree with us. And there's also more opportunities because people believe in self-confident people, right? Don't you see that when people who are really confident that they get maybe a better job or maybe they're picked more or maybe someone seeks their advice more than others? There's also a willingness to take risks when God gives us opportunities. And if you think about it, I'm sure you have, just as I, have really missed out on some pretty great opportunities because of our lack of self-confidence or our lack of God confidence. I know, as I told you at the very beginning of this, is that I struggled a lot um, this past few years of just growing up as a, growing into um, kind of the last part of the early adulthood, if you will, and struggling with where I fit in um, with the world. I guess, um, with being confident as an adult. And I think that's always going to be something that's hard for young adults to do, uh, especially in the workforce and, um, just kind of be taken seriously. But I, I'm thankful again for my husband who, um, is a very confident man and who has really helped lead me in, in, in a way that's, um, helped me tremendously, don't mistake your God confidence and the confidence that you have in yourself and in your marriage and in your parenting and, and all of that. Don't don't mistake that for being cocky or someone who's all about themselves. There's a healthy way to do this. Um, now, there's going to be seasons, I think, that we're going to just lack it. I mean, straight up. But I think there's... There's a joy in that suffering. There's a joy there because we know that we pull our confidence from Christ. As Christians, that's what we do. I have to like base my life on the fact that Jesus calls me his. And I can have this confidence because Christ conquers all. Before I end our episode here, I, I do want to clarify that there is a healthy Christ-centered confidence that we can have and that we can strive for. There's also confidence that you really see the world um, give us, and that is just being overly confident, rude, arrogant, egotistical, whatever you want to call it. And that is not the way we need to act by any means, but... Really, the message I wanted to convey today was that we can learn how to be confident in Christ. Therefore, we learn how to be confident in ourselves. And when we figure that out, life gets easier. Um, when we figure out who we are and we start building our foundation on Christ and we're rooted in his, in, in his gospel and we become bold to share the gospel like it talks about in Acts and we get more comfortable with the Lord and who he says we are, our life changes, the way we act changes. 
Now, we definitely have to steward that well, obviously. Um, we have to still have compassion and love and and it be a healthy way of, of sharing our confidence with people. Um, but one thing no one really talked to me about with this confidence, whether it's Christ confidence or God confidence or just confidence in yourself, regardless as a human being. Um, and one thing that my husband really has taught me is you don't have to apologize. You just don't, you don't have to apologize for having confidence and for staying true to who God is and to who he says you are and for the choices that you make. If you're going to make a choice and you are a Christian and you're making a choice for what you believe that the Lord has called you to do and, and maybe it has to do with parenting or your family or, you know, job or whatever, um, and you make that choice in confidence, there is no need to apologize for that. And and I just want to say that because I don't think we as Christians even give permission to other brothers and sisters that we can do that. Like it's not rude. <laughs> it's not rude to voice your opinion and be confident in that. Even if someone like sees it as being rude, if that makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I think that you see a lot of highly intelligent people do this and they come off as just downright rude. Um, there's been many times, and my husband can attest to this, there's been many times where my husband will be very confident in a decision he makes or something he says. And he is so confident in that and he is actually right. And um, it comes off as rude. But I, I think there is a, a healthy way to do that. Um, it's just we're not used to that. Does this make sense, guys? We're just not used to that all the time. And we don't want to step on anyone's toes. And, you know, we're just like, oh, everyone, you know. So let's end with a scripture. You ready for this? Proverbs fourteen twenty six. Reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to a man and his family. I love that. Reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to a man and his family. Amen to that one. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me here today on It's Joyful Julie, episode number four, all about confidence. I really appreciate you for listening in today and just being so encouraging and lovely. And I'm praying for you. I truly am. If you have a prayer request, please message me somehow and uh, I will be praying for you definitely or maybe maybe hit like and I'll be praying for each and every one of you this week. I also wanted to take a quick moment just to let y'all know that um, the resources I have shared the past few weeks on my social media pages, um, it's been with the persecuted church, um, the voice of the martyrs and it has been such a blessing to be partnered with them uh, throughout the last 10 years and just kind of praying through the persecuted church and for my brothers and sisters all across the world. So if you are interested at all in those free resources and just kind of learning more about Voice of the Martyrs, please check them out. Google them. I will leave a description link uh, below. That way you guys can check them out. But it is such a cool, such a cool organization um, that really 
is close to my heart and something I think that you can get your whole family on board. Um, and it's just an amazing organization, y'all. So anyway, check them out. I love y'all. Have a great week and stay joyful. It's Joyful Julie. Hey, everyone. My name is Julie and I'm your host. In this space, on this podcast, we talk about real life, the journey of following Jesus and literally everything in between. So get comfortable. Let's go and let's get real.